Easy ye, how are we? Sean E, guten Nacht. Good, speaking of good Nacht there, I, I feel I'm getting a flashback because right before we start hitting the record button in the podcast, we were talking about how you're struggling running the heat and you're actually in a different country right now and it's 10, 15 degrees warmer than it is over here. And I'm like, did we, did we, we gone back a year, we gone back in time, are we are you over in Alabama again? And obviously with a good Nacht, you're not because the Germans lost the war. So where are you right now? <laughs> I'm over in Germany with work at the minute, yeah, but um, I went uh, went for a few runs this week and I have to say, it was like I was starting to learn how to run again. It was agony. We, me and one of the guys in here, we were like, right, we're going to go for, we might go do a 10K. Like, 10K is, you know me and you in the park on a Sunday, 10K yeah. is 16 miles, 10 miles is fine. But um, when it was 27 degrees... <laughs> 10k was not not a good idea so we got to 6k sorry we got we got out to 4k and i was like we need to turn around it was now and back we ran along yeah. the river and i had to turn around the back i was like yeah we need to turn around it wasn't like you could notice it between because it was along the river it followed the meanders of the river obviously and and the, the trees are kind of be covered the sun was starting to set so every time you ran in the shade like you were really noticing the difference it was like oh my god thank god but the minute you ran back in heat you're in direct sunlight you were like i'm gonna die at any moment <laughs> so uh yeah we turned around i got to 6k my heart rate was in the 189 190 push, and i was like yeah, I think we need and to walk context, here for about five hundred meters. In context, when you're like, it's like one ninety there, when you when we're in the park doing it doing a ten mile, yours around what one fifty, one sixty? Uh one four five to one four five. So you went yeah. from one four five to one ninety. That's that's yeah. like going from seventy percent max heart rate to pretty much all out there. Yeah, it was uh it was again humbling. Uh, it comes back to what we talked about about athletes training in the heat all the time and what it's like yeah. to train in Ireland and do you know it's it's all well and good when we say we we started this whole podcast talking about doing the Madrid Marathon and uh, yeah. you, you thought I was nuts going running in my jumper and my tracks bottoms in the Phoenix Park and a hat on. The and you were like, hey, yeah. why, why are you doing that? I was like, well, I need to I need to train for a 25 degree <laughs> marathon. You know, like we're coming from Ireland where it's 10, 11, 12 degrees by the time we get there in April. I, I never, I'd never even been in Madrid before and obviously still haven't. I, I just assumed that April is April and it'd be like, yeah, maybe 16, 17 degrees. To your point, <laughs> even last week when we had that kind of mini heat, heat wave back again, it was it was 20 degrees and I went out at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, ooh, this, yeah. is, this, is, this is a bit tough now, 20 degrees. So, so going up 7 degrees, I, I don't think I would have done it. it that, 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 it's probably, had we done that Madrid marathon, that that could have been the, I don't know if we come back onto a podcast if we had it done as bad as we could have done no, on that no. day after building up for 16 weeks and we could have had four DNFs on that one <laughs> I would have uh, I would have put the, the uh, medical insurance to the maximum limit for that one anyway <laughs> but um, but on another thing as well so not only have I done that then we we took a drive down to the Alps we're only two hours north of Austria so we took a drive down to the Alps oh, and really? uh, we did uh we got electric bikes, right? Yeah. And I kind of was laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, fitness podcast, running podcast. You know, we do our own thing, encourage fitness. I was very glad of every ounce of electricity, I'd say, about halfway up that hill. Like, we cycled from 800 meters up to 1,500 meters in elevation. Right. And, um, like, I, I started out in kind of, like, no battery. And then I got to a point where the bike is so heavy that you kind of just need to have battery on to make it feel like a normal bike. Gotcha. Um, 
But then after a while, the legs burned. And I'd say we were only after about 400 meters of the climb because it was just such a gradient. At one point, yeah. it was 23 degree gradient on a bike. And I was like, oh, my God, this is torture. <laughs> the battery was getting pumped up. And then the other thing we don't realize, and uh, the, the three of us who were out here, we would consider ourselves reasonably fit, like not unfit people, reasonably yeah. fit. We, we cover most things. The three of us were absolutely blowing out of ours. But we never factored in the altitude as well. So we're up yeah. at five, 5,000 feet and, and working hard. And that little difference was making a big difference in terms of the recovery and not getting the oxygen. And uh, it wasn't massive. It's not 10,000 feet. It's not Denver, Colorado, but it's yeah. still five, 6,000 feet. You know, big difference yeah, it makes me. What's the highest tier? Half that is it? I don't know. Like, yeah, four thousand. Yeah, four thousand. Four and a half thousand. Yeah, there, thereabouts. Yeah. So um it's uh yeah. So not only was I getting the hot weather training, I was getting some altitude training in when I when I'm back next weekend, I'll be like a gazelle in the park and you won't recognize you won't be able to tell the difference between the deer <laughs> and me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I have to ask before you the intro to the intro the, the intro music to the podcast. When you were getting your electric bike, did you have a choice? Um, I actually didn't want the choice. I'm not sure. And, I, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I think there was a choice, but to be honest, the e-bikes was, I think, I think the shops know how difficult it is. So the e-bikes, I think, was the standard. No, I'm sure you could have. I'm sure you could have. It's, it's not like going to, to Aqualon or something where they're kind of like, do you want an e-bike instead? It was kind of like, do you actually want to kill yourself instead of getting a regular <laughs> <Yeah>. bike? <laughs> <laughs> on that note guys hit the intro music for this week's episode of the any given day podcast geez an electric bike would be great in a triathlon i tell you what if I had an electric bike for a triathlon i'd do very well um it's amazing it genuinely is amazing like you, you just spin your legs a little bit and yeah. it just takes off. It goes faster than you anticipate spinning your legs. But we took a wrong turn and kind of went up a mountain bike trail, which was actually a hiking trail. It was too steep for cycling. Right. But I had this thing in turbo mode, which was the highest level, but the wheels were spinning so fast and I hadn't got enough weight because the angle was so high that the wheels were just spinning. We were falling off the bikes and everything. It was, it was manic. It was, uh, it was very funny. Well, at the same time, I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't like to put myself in that situation again. Um, but yeah, we uh three stooges like the tip of, we would have been the ones rescued off the mountain, the three tourists, <laughs> no helmets, <laughs> no helmets or nothing. I'm um, sure Jay Lynch after uh doing a podcast and <laughs> health and safety a couple of weeks ago to hike in the mountains, all the rest. Uh, that would have been pretty ironic now. <laughs> I was there in my runners and my chino shorts and a t-shirt and off I went for the day. <laughs> um, but it was, learned uh, nothing. <laughs> really good. Like, and then I think at one point coming down, like we t- took like an hour and a half to get up and then it was like 15 minutes to get down or 10 minutes to get down. Um, I think we hit 60 kilometers an hour and some of us hit 67, 70 kilometers an hour on the way down as well. So it was... 70 uh, kilometers an hour going down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Was, My God. Uh, impressive and <laughs> very impressive um but yeah it's uh i i but like there was all these kind of cattle grids and stuff and they were a bit braver than i was i was like nope <laughs> probably more used to it and all the rest like i'm gonna gonna slow this down here a little bit um but yeah no really really good but it was uh, again humbling to feel like i was really really unfit like majorly yeah. unfit uh to do with the heat once again 
I got very used to it. I'm very not used to it now. And then the altitude made the subtlest of differences. Really, really did. Um, but uh, very good. Very, it very good. It sounds like you, you got a little bit of a, a mini training camp going on over there in, in Germany yeah. and Austria. Yeah, it's busy work. Um, but in the evening time, we're taking advantage of the last light. Essentially, we're getting out. Uh, the, the hardest thing, again, they don't tell you about the glorious sunshines, all the midges. They absolutely savage me. So it's kind of a nice motivator because we come through grassy, foresty parts and I just can't stop. I actually have to speed up, otherwise they'll bite me. So it's, uh, it's a great little motivator. But um, yeah, it is nice. So anyone who is, uh, sorry, to full circle to the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the realization that if I want to do a, a half Ironman next year somewhere warm, I may have to consider using saunas and uh, probably training indoors with a hoodie on, or you know, um, taking advantage of the treadmills and and being that extra bit warmer. Um, I mean that that you said that there. Sorry to cut you off. And I just this only popped into me my head going back to the, the early part of twenty twenty and people doing building triathlons. They people do go to like Marbella, Bella, Marbella. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not someone that goes to hot places. To be honest, I'm more of a city person. But they do like one week over and in, in, in different countries and stuff like that, and try and get a big. Obviously, you're you're doing a little bit different because you're there at work. They do have like a training camp where they go like cycling and running and stuff, and had this like killer killer week of, of all these kind of different training, then pull back from there, I suppose, and, and deload for two three weeks before doing an actual triathlon. I've heard a couple of people doing that. I, I don't know too much really, but you're, you're, you're more in the circles on, on, on that one. Yeah, there's a there's actually a really big camp. I think it's called uh, Plaza de Sport or Costa del Sport or whatever. They, they, they put some sport name and it. it's in Lanzarote, but it's it's built around triathlon and there is an Ironman Lanzarote. It's supposed to be one of the hardest Ironmans in the circuit, I suppose, in the European circuit. Obviously not as hard as Hawaii or Kona or the World Championships, but it's it's considered to be like it because it's a volcanic island. It's very open, very windy. The sea right. swim is quite difficult. But there is actually a, um, I forget the name of it, and you've kind of caught me, but yeah, in Lanzarote, there is a place, and you can book yourself in. So some people book a week holiday to drink cocktails and swim in the pool for leisure. But there are yeah. people where you can book yourself into a training camp for a week, two weeks, 10 days, 14 nights. You can go all the way up to a month of a training camp, these like triathlon training camps. And it's amazing. They have like, because you're doing the cycling groups around Lanzarote, you're in an outdoor, I think it's a 50 meter pool. And um, so you're, you're getting a good bit of swimming training in. And then you're obviously running around localities as well. And then your meals be kind of based around your training. And it, yeah, it's, if you're into it, it's worth your money. Um, personally, if I'm going on holidays, I'm going on holidays, but um, I'd, I'd rather punish myself at home. But I can definitely see the benefits, particularly if you're, if you're trying to go for, I'm never going to win the race, but if you're, if you're in that stage where you're trying to push for something and you're trying to achieve a goal, yeah, it's definitely a training camp that's yeah. worth doing. I mean, probably the, your first one, I, I can only assume based on doing the marathon, like it, the first one was just kind of, kind of case of just do it, just do it, enjoy it, learn yeah. your experiences from there. And then you want to get an extra edge maybe start thinking of those things down the line because when you're doing your first one you've already put a ton of money in on, onto your, all your gear equipment garment watches the whole lot like and and the event itself is not cheap why throw an extra week's training and all that when you, when you have no idea what to expect at the at the race itself i'd say just make the most of the, that's that'd be my assumption i make the most of the first time and then if you catch the bug you're like okay actually now i've got time to beat now i've got an extra I could base my training a lot more around that second time around where it's it's always going to be on, on, on unknown until the day when you do 
just those three activities at that big a distance i i would assume anyway yeah it, it is really good and i suppose as well we'll give a shout out to rachel farrell this weekend she's doing the half ironman world championships out in utah and right. um it's but she's out in the middle east she's out in the uae and uh, yes. if you if anyone has been following her um it's like 40, 50 degrees Celsius out there. She's getting up at four or five in the morning to go for a cycle before the real heat kicks in. But, you know, I, I'm sure being out there has had a massive advantage as yeah. opposed to being in, in Galway, Mayo area training. Although it's hard cycling and windy cycling, the heat and all, you know, she's going out to Utah. It is a warmer kind of climate. She's probably going to have some sort of advantage for her own personal best not necessarily in the race because she's competing against people from all over the world but again to give wish her the best of luck um, representing mm-hmm. Ireland as 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 usual and doing a fantastic job at it and it's amazing to see but I've no doubt that she took full advantage of the heat um, and the training that that and the training element that came with it as well Deadly. Guys, if you're unsure who we're talking about, Rachel was a previous guest in the podcast. We'll actually show her episode up on the, the show notes to this episode of the podcast because um, it's a very, very interesting listen to how she got into You're probably thinking this mad, you know, in, insane athlete who was an insane athlete all her life and stuff, whereas it, it's not really the case of Rachel and how she got into it and her story and all the rest is really, really cool. So definitely check out that podcast if you have not done already. So, I mean, that, that's it in terms of your training with triathlons. That, that's, it, it, this is the end of the season now, isn't it? Yeah, I think this season's pretty much, uh, it was actually brilliant. Um, Luck Culture was supposed was on this weekend. That was the one I was supposed to do, but obviously with work, I'm over here at the minute. But seeing a lot of people getting it done and just want to say well done to everyone who completed it. A lot of people out there completing the first triathlon and, and it was a serious distance as well. So a lot of people going going the full distance too. It's it's uh, very impressive. Um Unfortunately, I could have done. I think Westport at the end of this month is probably the last one I would have set my eyes on. It's on the 20th, it could be the 26th of September or, or 25th, there, thereabouts. Is that still going uh, ahead? Is that not cancelled? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think that one could be cancelled. The, the, uh, <laughs> you know what? We, we put a post on a week on one of them. Maybe, maybe it's not, not Westport, uh, but we 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 did a fair few that, that, that they, they did get cancelled. Now, I could be wrong, Westport. Maybe I am wrong on that one, but. A fair few of them did get cancelled. At the moment, the, the Galway Bay Martin's still going ahead. They reckon that'll still go, and, 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 and the smaller ones will. Like Kilkenny and I got cancelled over the past week and, and a couple of other different events that are, are gone. So it's it's still one of those years. Actually, speaking of events and stuff, because we did put a post about like different ones that are going ahead and different members talking about it. Um, Simon's doing the, the 100 miler in Tennessee pretty soon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to have him back in the podcast, see how he gets on on that one. Shout out to Simon if you're listening. 100 miles along Tennessee. I've no idea if it's, if it, you'd know more than I would do if it still gets pretty warm this time of year, September, October. Oh, yeah. It's it's like the temperatures in, well, Tennessee was just north of Alabama. Like it, it is down towards the southern part of the US. So it probably won't get, like the, the winter temperatures for them is 20 degrees during the day, but it does get colder at night. But um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be you wouldn't get snow necessarily down in in Tennessee, but uh, uh, depending, you know, it, it at this time of year it'd be moderately warm. Um, yeah, he's he's probably well acclimatized to it up where he is as well. So it'd be a drastic change for us to just go and do it, but uh, I'm sure he's he's been well equipped. But yeah, a hundred mile race is no joke, 160 kilometers, and it's uh, 
yeah, he, I, I, I'm curious to get chatting to him again afterwards. I know he had his difficulties uh, with his last one. And uh, I'm wondering if they escalated or he, he managed to get a lot of those issues under control. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll hear in, in the next couple of weeks in that one. Speaking of 100 miler, I, I did a, 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 a 10-miler today and, and I was struggling for reasons that that I have told people about and, and they kind of understand. And that is I had a fair few pints of Guinness last night. Watching the all you're not, you're not. I'm not a Guinness guy. Guinness man. So, long story short, actually, we'll, we'll make a bit of a running element to this because I'm, I'm doing, out in the gym out in Clane, and we had people doing a um, a ten k. Never done a ten k before, and a lot of the training for it actually that we did out there, um, and it's it's basically just running and athletics kind of training, and uh, not just for for runs itself because because we're a gym. It, we, there's no point for 45 minutes saying, hey, we're just going to go for a run around Clane or run around, you know, wherever. So we had them do different, like, it's kind of like what we talked about here, different kind of heart rate training. And we, we had it so that it was more of a group thing. So that we did it based on time. They're running a certain heart rate for, for two minutes and then fast for one, slow for the other. So true that, you can kind of see those that are going at their, the steady pace of two minutes, what that steady pace is, and be like, I think you can actually do a 10K run. Uh, and this is only going for 16, 16 to 20 minutes, but you can, you, you know yourself, you can see if someone's comfortably going at a, you know, around a five kilometer pace or two, three minutes, and you're telling them to slow down, that they're going at a conversational pace that they might be able to do it. So we helped them out doing that and, and doing a 10K. And if they are listening, shout out to you guys. It was pretty cool seeing them do that. We had a 5K loop twice, and normally I hate loops doing it twice, but if you are going to do a 10K, you're unsure about it, it, it's fantastic just to say, just do it once. And then at once, if you're not feeling it, just pull back and just go in and say, hey, Sean, you said I'd do a 10K and I can't do it and hold it over me. But if your the legs are feeling good and it's a good group, push on from there. And the one thing I really noticed, and I've said this a couple of times to podcast recently, is just having that kind of group environment, a few people running along with you, it really does help you fight the, the mental battle of running because – I, I was talking to other people about this recently. It's like a two-hour run, unless I've got a fair bit of Guinness into me, which is very rare <laughs> for me, uh, is not that bad anymore. And the time flies by. It's very quick. I just remember when I first started running and getting towards 10Ks and 13Ks, I hit a barrier in terms of this is just too long. I Even sticking on my favorite album ever, I was just like, oh, my God, only an hour is gone. I can't keep going. I mean, legs would be all right. I wouldn't be sucking wind too much. It just... The time just seemed like it goes forever. But over time and doing that amount of runs, it just gets a little bit easier and easier. So we did 10K. They were delighted. And we all met up afterwards then to watch the All-Ireland. And, and and this has happened to me a fair few times. Actually, the last time it happened was Greg Namana, where you guys all ordered Guinness. And I sat there and had me Coors Light. And I was like, don't care. I'll have this. I'm happy out. I'm after running 25, 26K. I deserve this beer. I don't care if it's a light beer. I don't care if it's a lager. I, I, it just doesn't bother me. But we're sitting around the table and all the lads are all drinking Guinness and they're saying how good it was and how creamy and all the rest. And then they start talking about how it's it's even more popular in uh, some country in Africa. I thought it was Nigeria because I think Nigeria is the, the largest export of, of Guinness. I probably should have researched this before the podcast. But then they're like, you're on another point. And I just, I don't know if I had that small bit of Irishness in me uh, watching the All-Ireland, the Mayo and Tyrone and, and the Roger and Guinness. I was like, I'll have a point of Guinness. Like, ah, good man. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. They, I, I, I thought I've had like like one or two pints of Guinness and that'd be, that'd be really it. Oh, God, that's all right. And that'd be it. I, I had a few. Let's just say I had a few. 
and it went down really well. And I topped it up with more Irish uh, alcoholics and Jemison, and that went down really well. So I didn't do a whole lot this morning, but I forced myself out to do a 10, 10 mile run, and it ruined the perfectly good hangover. Like the first two, three K, <laughs> the head was just banging, like I got, and it was just awful. But after that, then. Unlike you, it was cold. There was a bit of drizzling rain, and I had a bit of country music <laughs> on. And and then after that, I got the, the whole Irishness out of my system because we were watching the American football all night. And the the, the 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 one person that's listening is like, "Hey, Sean, the heart must be across your chest watching the 49ers. It was. And I almost put the laptop through the TV because I got the red zone set up inside. <laughs> so I've talked about American stuff here for a second to just to, to get people to realize, ah, Sean's back to himself again. So I, I must have sobered up. I couldn't drink tonight now watching the games because because of last night. But um, I I look when I was doing the 10k pacing, I I never looked at my watch so much. So, so nervous about like going too fast, going too slow. Like now I was talking with people for a couple of, like a minute or two. I finally looked down the watch. I'm like, uh Oh, I'm back down to a five twenty five pace. Slow it back down. So we're going for a sub one hour. So it was around five fifty five fifty five pace. I wanted to give it. So you'd have a bit of breathing room at the end. So if it was like, for example, when we got the five K in if that was in 29 minutes. I was able to say, look, if we went two minutes slower, we'd still get in just under the hour over this next 5k and it just made you yeah. go actually we're we're doing all right we're not trying to chase a tail or push any faster and, or, or anything like that so even when i think we had 3k left it was like 3k and if you've, you've got 19 20 minutes to this 3k and they're like oh that's that's very yeah it very is manageable and it, it also comes back to i know you were there to kind of guide them through but it's it's something that a lot of people don't actually get at the start is that kind of realistic goal setting you know yeah uh, realistic goal setting in a sense that it has that positive reinforcement that you know you 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 set yourself an hour and ten and you do it in an hour and five and you're like wow i yeah. reckon I, if i pushed a little bit here there and maybe had a little bit of energy there maybe i could get the hour you know and it is nice to be realistic with your goals at the start 100 um, and just yeah, have that and well done to everyone who did it is a big step and we always say it people who have completed their first 10k is a lot bigger than us completing their third and fourth marathon it's 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 getting that first sense of what can my body do and 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 running for an hour is not easy it's it's by no means an easy feat yeah 100 percent. and I, I i just think so much of it is that mental not knowing what you're truly capable until the day and like we we talked about a couple weeks ago like even when it's you, you know when it's marathon day, it's like, I'm going to find a way, I'm going to do it. Whereas like two, three weeks, you might go out for a 25, 30K and you're struggling. You're like, I don't know where this extra 12K is coming from, but your mind's set on 25, 30. It's not set on race day at 42.2. But when it's set in that, like mindset is such, such a big thing with training, uh, especially with running, especially with endurance running. It's 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 what what's David Goggins say like when you start struggling that's only like 40 percent 40 percent you're only 40 percent there you still got another 60 but that's he's also he, he also oh, has insane. different, different well, well, let, let's say it's 80 percent for normal people they still have at least <laughs> an extra 20 percent in the tank but I, I I actually do think it's close to 40 percent because people just don't give themselves enough enough credit yeah. and they think they're, they're yeah. done but when you're around with group people and you just push that a little bit longer and the other thing we're saying is the first one or 2k you're always trying to catch your breath no matter where you're at, yeah. you're always just I trying think, to ease into it and taking that, that little bit to ease in is, is 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 tough. I think that was the bizarre thing about running here was the first one or two K, I was kind of like, gosh, should I never have my breath or my rhythm sorted at this stage? But when I looked down and see my heart rate going through the 180s, I was like, 
that breath's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that energy reserve is just going. Yeah. It's not, it's, that's there's when, no cycle. That's when you realize there. you're not at your 40, you're at your 90 very quickly. Um, but it is, speaking it, of it is good. While you were talking there, Sean, I looked it up just so people um, were interested. I wasn't being rude, I was listening to you, but Club La Santa Lanzarote is the place. Uh, where a lot of people go and the Ironman Lanzarote I think is based out there and they do a lot of training and training camps and the 18th of September in Utah is when Rachel is competing in the world championships so um, I believe from the sources I'm reading here the 18th is when the world championships so anyone who is tracking it uh, keep an eye out for Rachel Farrell who is out there brilliant that, that La Santa then, thing is that all year round then or is it just like yeah like I believe so because Lanzarote Lanzarote have been down in Canaries it's it's pretty much guaranteed weather all year round um, probably a little bit more tolerable actually in the winter for us Irish folk because temperatures would be on average between uh, 19 degrees during the day and dropping to about 12 degrees at night so um, very summer Ireland um, so it's uh, probably a good time and, and to be honest probably a lot of people who don't like to be in Ireland for Christmas and would like to train there's holidays there you're not burning up a lot of holidays and uh, instead of having your big fat belly at the end of Christmas you've come off a two-week training camp so it's uh it can be it can be a game changer all right personally I will have the big fat belly but yeah yeah it is good and, and it's big well done and those who are signed up to events that are going ahead um well done uh keep the training up keep training yeah. hard and um, if you don't feel like going for a run get out and be active for at least 30 minutes and um, it will help you get more energy to feel like you have the confidence for going for that run it's it's one of the big tips that a lot of people have been asking me is like oh what do you do when you're not bored how do you motivate yourself just take yourself a step back uh is is the bit of advice you're supposed to go run the 10k and you're really struggling and you really can't get out the door and you're resorting to the slippers and the pajamas just go out and go for a walk for 30 minutes, go out Whatever. and do something and it actually generates more energy and the body actually starts to crave more. And the next time it won't be so difficult to go for a 5k or the, the 10k run or whatever it is you have to do. So, and um, just, just get moving for 30 minutes. It would be my best advice. And then you've earned your sit down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to sound like an alcoholic, but like a couple of weeks ago when we had the wedding and I was a bit of a rough, rough way afterwards and got to the Monday. And I just knew that I needed to do something to try and get back into the swing things. Uh, and of course, I hadn't got the long run in. I'm like, I'm not going to do a 10 mile or, or longer run because I just can't face myself to do that. You know, you know, feeling sorry for myself and all the rest. It's like, what's the easiest thing for me to get going? I'm lucky enough that I work in a gym that once the hour is done, I'm still in the gym. I'm like, right, I'm not going to do squats or lunges or anything like that or use the Prouder because it's just going to be, too much energy like I, but I need to do something kick, kick started so uh, like I'm doing bicep curls <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did an upper body workout because I really enjoy doing upper body workouts but it was, it was just like it was just getting a nice little pump you know doing your your um different back exercise like, like a different tricep on, on, on the back and then you know then finish with push-ups and and, and press and stuff like that in between doing like lateral raises bicep curls different tricep extensions different things like that just getting a, a, a an upper body workout but it was just in and out 30 minutes not the best workout in the world but the whole point of it was just to get the blood flowing again rather than you know than doing nothing at all or, or like the thoughts of doing squats and, and lunges and deadlifts. it just wasn't it, it wasn't happening I couldn't 
push myself, do it. And look, we say to people before, you know, do a 10 minute warm on something, whatever the easiest path of, res- of resistance is there. Do a, a 10 minute warm and if it's not there, it's not there, at least do 10 minutes. Or even after that final exercise, it's easy. It might be just, it might even mean if you're in a big, big box gym, just hopping on an elliptical for 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, yeah, yeah. getting the legs and arms moving and hey, you might feel great after that. You might get a full workout in and then you might not. But at the same time, you're doing something which is better than, than than doing absolutely nothing at all. Doing absolutely nothing, and that's it. And it is, I've, I've noticed people are finding it hard to get back into the rhythm, get back into the routine. COVID kind of opened us back up, but that kind of excuse is running out now that you kind of just have to start. You kind of just have to bite the bullet anyway. and be disciplined, you know, and, and, and I, it, it, we can be polite to people and say, ah, look, you know, to be fair, we haven't been on holidays, we haven't been this. It kind of comes to a point where you have to kind of take a look at yourself and go, all right, when, how long am I going to be on holidays for, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm the same. I was on holidays for six to eight weeks, and and I enjoyed it. But it came to a point now where I'm like, all right, yeah, you need you need to find a, a good peak and and set a few training goals and be disciplined. And back to your eight to ten year old, making eight to ten good choices, and it's not your bad. Yeah, you covered yourself up there last minute, your mic. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> what Eric meant to say was just get on with it. I think yeah. that's what you're saying. Yeah, just just, yeah, get, on just get on with it. And if you're doing if you're doing the 80 20, uh, 80 20 rule, making 80% of the right choices during the week, then you're going to trend in the right direction. So, yes, um, just just get on that. You don't look for 100% perfection because ugh, unless you're being paid to do it, you're still unlikely to get it, you know. So, um, everyone has a life to live, but you know, do do make the right decisions the majority of the time. I think is the right thing to do, uh, be it with your nutrition or your training. Um, yeah, be a little bit disciplined and and let's set our eyes towards Christmas and and earn that Christmas dinner. I, I don't like talking about it this early, but uh, people need that goal and and that's a good 12, 12 week goal to to start aiming towards. Well, I love talking about. It. I I'm stopped thinking about Christmas since you actually said less Santa. I'm like ah Santa. <laughs> We're in Christmas time. We're in my favorite time no, here in football and all on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Rap yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is the level we're getting to here. Um, and, and that, Bob, actually, I've, I've, I heard a dad joke. Oh, <laughs> you, no. just, you just pointed that. Trying to, try, try to find the right, right, right way to build this up. Albert Einstein, right? Yeah. Absolute genius. Probably a great guy. But his brother, Frank, was an absolute monster. Oh, stop. <laughs> Get out of here. That's all for me and Sean. I'm going to finish it out. Well, he's like, uh, no, 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 we'll wrap it up. But we will say just before we wrap it up, congrats to the three people who won the, the challenge with Sinead um, at Designs by SD. And thanks for everyone who did like Tag. We got a fair few followers as well on, on, on her page and ours as well. So I think there's other people looking at after at the moment uh, in terms of getting them signed up. But starting there, six, some whoever won the six-week challenge and all the rest of or, or the yoga and everything else that goes with it, uh, fair play to, to, to them. And with that said, I think we'll wrap up this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. Unless you have anything else to add, Eric? No, I think I've done enough talking. <laughs> On that note, Eric, enjoy the rest of, of Germany and Austria, and I'm just going to enjoy the rest of football and go to bed. Guys, enjoy your week. Get right back at it. Start off light. Build yourself up through it. And that's it for myself and Eric. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.